just really excited about the uh, the game being a week away and uh, our players excited school started today so uh, we're back to our normal schedule of of uh, morning classes and uh, afternoon practices and meetings and so uh, uh, just really looking forward to the game and uh, been really proud of the way our guys performed in camp and the uh, bond that they share with each other and, and really looking forward to, to them competing and you know we're we know exactly what Navy brings to the table. They're a dangerous team. And uh, I think I have to keep reminding everyone that they, they finished ranked last year and won a lot of games. And uh, they're an efficient team. They, they control the ball really well and make a lot of big-time plays. And, and that's just not on offense. That's on defense as well. They, they're disruptive on defense and special teams. They're clean. And, and that's what you expect from what Ken does as a coach and, and his, uh, his amazing staff. I think they do a great job at getting – those players that play to their strengths and we're going to have to play to ours in order to, to compete against a really quality team. That's, that's in my mind, a, a, a ranked team that we're looking into going into their house and trying to, trying to disrupt them. So that we're looking forward to the, the challenge and our guys are excited about playing football in a week. So I'll answer any questions you guys have for us. Kalani, you have the rare opportunity of, of uh, facing teams that run the triple option two weeks in a row to start out the season has, has that given you any added insight that extra preparation time and how to scheme against these attacks? Um, well, you haven't really thought about it beyond Navy. That's all we're focused on right now. I know that army is the next opponent, but, uh, I think focusing on Navy is more important than anything else. I, um, I haven't really looked into what army does, um, and then what, how different they are from Navy. So really just focusing on this game and, uh, you know, focusing on, on, on it's a unique offense, um, but there's a lot of carryover. There's a lot of things that are really important when it, when it comes to the game. It's the fundamentals that are going to help us win this game. And, and it's tackling well, blocking well on, on, on offense and, you know, making sure that we're a disciplined team. That those, those are going to be the keys, uh, fundamentals and discipline. So I'm um, trying to focus on that. And, uh, you know, you're just looking at, at ways to, to limit their – Playmakers, uh, they they utilize everyone they have on the team, and, and they have a they're built on on physicality and toughness, and so we're gonna have to match it. Hey, Jason, Lonnie, I know you don't like to make things about you, but fr from a personal standpoint, what is the significance for you to have two Polynesian head coaches who are both members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints being the head coach in this game that will be televised nationally? I mean, I really thought about it like that. I just know that I, I admire what um, Ken does as a coach, and, and more than anything, I admire what he does as a as a as a person and the the contributions that he's made as a as a church member, but also just as a as a human. I think I look at the, the wonderful things that he does as a person, and even in his relationships as a, as a husband, as a father, and and as a friend. I think that's a, that's a He's a good example to me as a coach and being in from the same hometown, you know, and seeing him and you know, I'm dating him. He's older than I am. So I just want to make sure that everybody understands that I've, I look at him as a mentor. But a lot of the things that we do culturally in our team feeds off of how we are as, a, you know, from our, our religion to our hometown and to our, our heritage. And so uh, I think that kind of goes into what you do as a coach and then kind of filters into your players and, and that mindset that you have and, I think it's perfect for the game of football, but I also, I also think that uh, being able to balance all of that is he's been a great example to me as a coach and so and as a father and a husband myself. So I, 
Uh, that's probably all I can say about it personally. The comes down to it, the, the guys on the team, on the field will be making the plays, you know, and and Ken and myself will be cheerleading with the mask on and doing everything we can to keep our players motivated and to remember the training that they've had up into this game. And so that it comes down to it be that. But uh, but a lot of appreciation for the for the military, for Navy, for those young men that that allow us to feel comfortable in this life and then allow me to to grow and become a coach and, and be a head coach. And, and, and there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of things that you could look at in this game for me that, that I'm really thankful for. And the fact that we get to play the game. So, uh, but that, when that's all, that's all great. But when it comes down to it, we're going to play the game and have fun and, and really show the country what we have and the appreciation we have to play this game against Navy. Hey, Jared. Kwani, Jeff talked uh, in the coordinator's corner about how Zach Wilson, uh, the, we saw the depth chart get released today and how he earned it with his performance. He earned the starting job with his performance in fall camp, even beyond his experience and what he'd done elsewhere. What did Zach do to earn that spot that you saw and, and as far as his leadership for the team? I think he's healthy, number one. Uh, I think that he had a great offseason, um, not having to, you know, rehab or anything like that. I think it was a, able, he was able to just kind of master his craft a little bit more and, and improve his game. And he worked really hard during the offseason. Uh, I think he, just having that another year and, and more time under his belt um, and understanding the system. I think uh, fall camp wise, it was, you know, this is third fall camp. So he obviously feels a lot more comfortable, even though it's a little bit disrupted, a little bit different. Um, the, 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 bulk of it all is, is really important for him to instead instead of trying to establish himself as a player now he's trying to compete which is he's going to have to do every time you know but compete and try to solidify his spot but within the midst of doing that he was able to work on his relationship his timing his um you know iron out some things that, that he wanted to make become his strengths as a quarterback and and that it showed you know and every position is going to have to compete we'll play the best guys and he definitely earned it Okay, we'll go with uh, Sean next, then Mitch and Scott. So, Sean? Yeah, Coach, Jared kind of stole exactly, literally the exact question that I was going to ask you, so well done, Jared. Um, but just kind of in following up on Zach, Jeff was saying that sort of a lot of, of what he did to earn the starting job, um, it almost didn't matter that he kind of came in with experience and all that. Did you see something kind of during camp about just – how much he wanted it, I guess, to, to be the starting quarterback? I think for all the quarterbacks, I think they felt more comfortable just, just knowing the scheme rather than having to learn so many different things. You know, I think having that foundation of knowledge and and being familiar with, with the scheme, familiar with the receivers. And then it also helps to have a lot of veterans up front protect for you and, 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 now you're not really too concerned about the pass protection. You're really looking at what you can do to get get the right reads and, and make sure you're making the best decisions as a quarterback. So I think having the experience around all the quarterbacks helped out, you know, and, and allowed them to focus in on being a quarterback when you have, you know, Matt Bushman and others that are returning players that just have a lot of experience and, and a lot of time together. I think that's going to be the, the key for those guys. But it was – it helped benefit all the quarterbacks that are returning. That's that's with Zach, Jaron, and Baylor. And so, um, you know, we're we're looking for those guys to to do some things for us this year. And and uh, knowing that they've had they've been in position to do it, all three of them, 
from last year and then going to this year, I, f- I feel like it's a, it's just a lot, they're a lot more comfortable, a lot more um, established in where they're, what they're, you know, with the offense and with the system and with being in college. And so uh, they're able to just straight out compete. Talani, who will be your captains this season? Uh, we did some voting. There's gonna, it's, it's kind of a log jam because they're, uh, eight guys that received all about the same amount of votes. I think the the two guys that got the most were the guys that you probably would already guess, you know, but uh, I think we, we're going to look at it. I think the new rule now is only one person gets to go out for the coin toss. And so it's more about the established leaders. I think we have a good group of leaders and that's a good, a good problem to have when you have a bunch of guys getting um, captain votes. And so we'll release that in the next little bit. Okay, Scott, you're next, and then we'll hear questions from Matt, Brandon, Jay, and Jake. Okay, thanks, Coach. I'm filling in for Jason Swenson, who's got dueling media availabilities right now, but will be out uh, at the game next week. And uh, following up on the previous question, uh, as far as the shared island uh, heritage legacy and the the shared faith, uh, also return missionaries for both head coaches here. Don't know if that will get additional attention from uh, national media, from ESPN with, with that. But uh, if you had to talk about the impact of uh, return missionaries and, the, and uh, what coaches who have gone through that experience can share with recruits, with the, the scholarship juggling, with the criticism nationally of, of age, how would you respond? Well, serve a mission and and you'll know exactly what it's about, you know? So I think that uh, I applaud all these young men and and young women that make the decision to serve a mission, um, putting their life on hold for a number, you know, for months and a year and a half to two years. And, and um, that's a huge sacrifice that they're making. So you, you look at that, it athletically, I don't think it helped myself or Ken. It didn't help us get better as a football player, but, what it did for me is, is really helped me um, because of the things, the lessons I learned from serving a mission, you know, and it's just a lesson of service and, and whether you're doing it in a, in a, on a mission for religious purposes, or you're doing it in the military, helping others and, and thinking of others first, there's, there's something that happens during that time. And it, I don't know if it can really be defined into something that's going to help you athletically or anything like that, but it can really help you with your life. And so, um, I know that there's lessons that go on in my life. I mean, <laughs> I said it before, I've, I played in a lot of football games here at BYU, you know, but I don't think about my career as a football player every day here at BYU. But I, I, since I got home from my mission, I think about my mission every day. There's not a day that goes by that I haven't thought about my time serving in the Bay Area, um, serving others. And so I'm really proud of that. And I know all the other missionaries that, that have served or can feel exactly what I'm talking about and, and others that want to criticize or say whatever they want about it. It's really difficult to make, to make light of something when people are, are really thinking about others and helping others. So, and I think it could, it could help you personally. I don't know if it helps you football wise or athletically, but that's all right. It, those that have served know they're all nodding their heads. I can see some of that. They're in the media. They're nodding their head, exactly agreeing with what I'm saying. Thank, thank you very much. Hey, Matt. Coach, coach I, was, I was looking at the depth chart 
what is the Cinco position and, and what are the responsibilities for it on the defensive side? They're all hybrid positions. We feel like there's a lot of guys that can play different positions. And I don't know if I need to define what they're doing at each play, but there's a chance that you probably see uh, the nickel, the flash, the jack and other positions doing a lot of different things that, that may not be um, your traditional safety linebacker, outside linebacker, inside linebacker type of role. So really hard to answer that question. If I show you five plays, they might be doing different things on all five. But they, it takes a unique player to play those positions. That, that, that can be a, a hybrid that we need them to be safety, linebacker, and corner, um, you know, at different times. So that's probably the best way to put it. <laughs> hey, Brandon, Bernie, and then just so clarify, then we'll have Jay Drew and then Jake Edmonds and Jay Catch. Yeah, Keenan Ellis and uh, Chris Wilcox named as the starting cornerbacks. Uh, what's gone into that? And if you could just comment on both those guys and what won the job for, for them. Well, we feel like, well, Keenan's come along. I mean, he's done a great job in camp. And, and Chris is a guy that, that's always been, uh, you know, he's been, he's been here for a long time. And so I think um, depending on what we do defensively, that it's hard to, that's just a depth chart, but but uh, week to week it, things could change on who the eleven are out on the field, and depending on the situation or the or the the you know the personnel that we're seeing from the offense. So uh, just looking at it, you're going to see those are a lot of names on the on the depth chart, but eleven of that group will be on the field at one time. Guy shouldn't be any the, less. It shouldn't be any more. The guy missing from the depth chart was Isaiah Heron. Is he? Is he? What's his status? Um, rent is, I mean, there's always, when you're looking at competition and this isn't just to anyone specifically, but guys have to, they, they have to battle injury, um, they have to battle knowing the plays and, uh, you know, we went through a long time, long camp. And so, uh, the depth chart could change. It's not anything that's set in stone, but, you know, the guys that, that, that prepare and, and perform the best will be on the depth chart and will be on the field. Kalani, I wonder if you could just take us through what this week will entail. When are you leaving for Annapolis? Uh, kind of what, when will you have the walkthrough? Where are you as far as the typical game week? Yeah, um, on, uh, well, you know, we're, we're under the, the, the rule of 20 hours per week now, starting school and getting ready for the game. So we're going to keep our, our, our numbers under that, obviously, with compliance. Um, so we'll practice today and tomorrow. We'll get the players off on um, Wednesday, and then we'll practice again Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We'll travel Sunday early morning, get there, and then not do anything on Sunday other than anything that needs to do with our religious um, needs. But then other than that, get up Monday morning. Uh, the game being late Monday night, we'll be doing some walkthroughs, get the guys a little bit of a sweat Monday morning, get them a little workout, and then uh, get ready for the game, meet and get ready for the game. When you have the East Coast games, you usually go two days before. Why the change? This Is it because of the playing on Monday, or, or why the change? Well, we looked at we looked at a lot of different things, that um, even what NFL teams do. And um, when you're going, it's different going from, um, you know, east to west and west to east. And so for us, looking at the dynamics, looking at the hours, 
probably works the best for us doing this way. And then the game, knowing the kickoff time, I think we could, it's a little bit easier to plan ahead compared to not knowing when it's usually not known until the week of. And so being able to know that the game is 8 p.m. on a Monday night gives us a lot of um, a lot of time that we can kind of get things set and have our guys ready to go. Plus, we don't do anything on Sunday. We don't we don't um, meet or practice. Coach, it feels like a fantasy draft where you have all your questions written down and then everyone asks them already before it gets to you. But I do have a, a follow-up on just the logistics of travel and how things may change uh, in that sense with COVID-19. This week or just in general? Uh, specifically this week, but if it just, if it, there's a general to it as well, then that's well. um, No, we, we've, we've been in contact with Navy and, and our protocol and testing and everything like that. So, um, you know, as we start getting closer to game time, we'll, we'll definitely have our guys uh, tested throughout the week and make sure that we're ready to roll and that, that everybody is, uh, even as we travel, that we're practicing uh, social distancing as we get into the hotel room. It'll be different than normal, than a normal travel, um, you know, normal travel to a game. And, and we'll just continue to, to, you know, do things the right way and make sure that our guys are doing everything to stay safe and it's not just protecting ourselves, it's protecting everyone else too. So I think every, everything is in accordance to what both schools and what the, the the American conference is thinking about, you know, that that would give them, make them comfortable. And our, both administrations have been in, in contact and communication about it. And I've been really pleased with the way uh, both schools have been able to make this happen for us. And we'll just deal with whatever happens, uh, you know, depending on the tests and depending on, what other policies or protocols may come up? We're we're down to, to follow whatever is uh, expected from us. Come on, uh, Jake, Hatch. Can you just hold on a minute? So after Jake, we'll have a question from Mitch, Jared, and Matt, and that will probably be it. We'll look at the time. Yeah, Kalani, I wanted to ask you in terms of finally getting to game week here. What are your feelings now that knowing this is seven days away finally? Oh, excitement! Just uh, just getting to. You know, with with everything that's been going on, uh, especially during the fall camp and a lot of uncertainty, even going on with scheduling and stuff, we know that this has now been down to single-digit days and now it's within the week, you know. So uh, I think the guys are kind of transitioning to what it feels like and, and feeling a little bit uh, normal, you know, getting some, some of that normal feeling back and going to school. I mean, we're wearing masks. We're doing all that stuff that we can to – do it the right way but it's just it's just showing that we're trending towards something that can possibly return back to normal life and then i wanted to ask you friday you guys officially wrapped up fall camp ladies were scrimmaging at the stadium any outcome from that that you could share with us yeah we had some good live work and i think the guys are just being able to get that feel of the game again was good and um uh, i thought you know depth chart wise we kind of had an idea of of what it was going to look like. And this kind of confirmed a little bit of what we're looking at. And then the, the, the candidates that could possibly, you know, rise up in the depth chart. So you're seeing a lot of names there, but there's also some names probably that aren't listed that are still in the mix. And depending on things like health and, um, you know, and getting themselves back and ready to roll, then, then that, that'll kind of contribute to if that thing changes, if the depth chart changes or, uh, or not. Kalani, how, how do you feel about just the opportunity that, that your program has to 
be on a, a national platform where so many programs have decided to be sidelined this year. This gives your your team, your program, to really the the landscape. The nation's going to be watching your program. We're just excited to compete. I think we're just excited to play the game. I haven't really thought about all that stuff. You know, I know that that it's getting a lot of attention. I mean, you, we were all watching an FCS game uh, last weekend. You know what I mean? It was just a lot of fun. I just just miss football, right? And so seeing all the high schools play within our state too, it's been it's been really cool to see kind of what I mentioned before of, of things getting back to, to the schedule with such an odd year that we've had. And so really that's just all, that's all it's about. It's just, just playing the game and, and trying to stay safe and trying to get things to normal. And real quick too, uh, running back position. What did Tyler Algier maybe do to close that gap to where it's listed as an or between him and Lopini on that uh, depth chart? I guess we'll find out, you know, he, he's, he's a, uh, Big strong guy that 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 he runs a physical game and and, and he and um, Lopini have a lot thing a lot of things in common but they also do things that that are, are their own personal strengths you know so I think we'll need we'll need more than just the two guys but but it'll be good to see those guys kind of settle into their roles and right now the first game there's no tendency so we can do whatever we want and then and, and you know offensively and defensively and special teams whatever we want to do to to open up, but Navy can do the same thing too. So that's the, that's the fun part about the openers. Thanks, Glenn. Coach, are you anticipating any adjustment period at all to, to playing a road game with no fans? How, how do you prepare for that? Or does it not require any preparation? No, I'm just going to, who's going to play. I mean, I, that's never been a factor to us for to look and see how many fans are in the stands. I think once you get in there and you get ready and have that mindset of just playing the game, that's all that matters. I don't think, uh, you know, our guys are going to be focused on that. I think we're just excited to play the game and that's all that matters right now. And um, yeah, just, I don't, I've asked these guys to be ready to perform at their best. That's what we need to do as a co as coaches and as players to play at our best for 12, possibly 13 uh, games, you know, and, and, Right now, this is the one we need to be ready for, and, and doesn't we don't factor the fact that it's at home or away or any of that stuff. We're just, regardless of what time the game is or who it is, we have to be at our best. And that gets a really quality team like Navy and well-coached and uh, well-disciplined kids that, that have a lot of athletic ability. You know, th these guys are they won a lot of games last year. So keep keep mentioning that that they're not they're not just a, an easy team to run through. We we have a we have to be ready and they have all of our attention. We've seen the film and the film is very impressive in all three phases and, and uh, kudos to, to Ken being able to get, get that the team rolling, but it's, that's his history as a coach. He, he'll have his team ready to roll and we need to make sure we do the same. Hey, Jared. Lonnie, one of the things to actually being able to play the games this year the, was the importance of testing for COVID. And, and Peeney talked last week about how, you know, you do three, they've been doing at least three saliva tests a week. How big was the saliva testing just as far as your confidence to being able to have your players, you know, being able to handle the virus and knowing where they're at and being ready to actually take the field in a game? Because it just seems like that was, that was a big step. Um, you know, I, I think this is one of those things that you just have to get used to, you know, whatever the test is, it, it doesn't matter. We just, we know what's required to play football and then we're going to do it. And these guys are, 
are, are committed to it. So whatever they ask us to do, we're, we're not, we don't, we're not a, a, a place that makes statements on, on things like that. What kind of tests we want or anything. All we know is that we want to play football and we want to represent well, the, the school, the church and, and our, and our families. And so uh, whatever is required from us to, to make it happen, we'll do. And, and I've just been really thankful for sports medicine department and, and our administration allowing us to, have the right protocol and the policies in place so that we can do this and, and also feel safe. You know, that's, that's really important that with school starting and everything that's going on, that we keep educating our players on, on how they can keep themselves safe. And this is more than ever. We've always said that they, they, we have to hold them to a different standard when it comes to being a football player, because you're not going to be able to do the same things that other students do. And you have to be a little bit more mindful of your, your schedule and your, the clock and, your rest and all those things that, that normal students don't have to worry about. And now we ask, you know, with the mask and wearing masks and being social, you know, practicing social distancing, it's all those things. We just added a little bit more to them, but they're used to, to knowing that they, they have a unique situation. And, and now we just added a couple things to, to ensure that they, they, if they want to play football, they have to follow. And uh, we've seen no issues from our players and, they're just thankful for it. I think you've heard them talk about how much gratitude they have for this game and, and for this opportunity and we're looking forward to it. And I'm just really proud of, the, of these young men and the things that they've been committed to doing. Hey, thanks, that's, that's all we'll take, Coach. Okay, thanks, guys. Stay Thank safe. You. Thank you. And then we have three players coming, Zach Wilson, Kyrus Tonga, and Tristan Hodge. I think we'll start with 